morning, everybody. So uh, the rabbis tell us that uh, one of the most dangerous midot is anger. And then they say that, that anger and jealousy take a person out of this world. The, the, where does anger come from? Anger really generally comes from jealousy. It comes from a person thinking that I should have what someone else has. And the, 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 the thing about anger is that it literally makes us lose our mind. If we look at this week's parashah, it's hard to, it's hard to even understand the thinking of, the, of, the, of, the, of Korach and his Adah. It's, it's just hard to understand. If there's one guy you're not going to fight with, it's Moshe Rabbeinu. Even if you're going to tell me that Moshe did it all himself and Hashem never told Moshe or whatever Korach is going to say that there was nepotism, etc., etc., you're not going to fight with Moshe because he could just... If it's magic, then Moshe knows magic. He's getting rid of me. And you look at Korach, Korach really has everything. He's the wealthiest man of all B'nai Israel, they say. He found one-third of the treasure of Yosef HaSadiq. He has the position of carrying the, the Aaron, which means the Aaron is literally carrying him. And what happens is, he becomes jealous because his cousin got put in a position ahead of him. And then the, the whole thing starts to roll. And then the, the more difficult is to understand is he brings in B'nai Reuven. He brings 250 guys who are all going to then argue that they should all be in charge. And when Moshe says everyone's going to take his, uh, the pan for the ketoret, and we're going to let Hashem decide, it's hard for me to understand what they were, to fathom what they were thinking. If you're going to tell me that there's 250 people and only one of them is going to survive, it's like playing Russian roulette with a gun with 250 chambers and only one chamber is empty. I mean, what's going through your mind? Maybe they could have thought that all 250 of them are going to be raised up, but it doesn't make sense. It seems, especially after they saw what happened to the children of Aharon when they brought the Ketoret. So Chacham Vadya would say that when a person gets angry, he completely loses, loses touch with reality. Rambam, he would teach that when it comes to anger, normally we say that a person should be in the middle, the golden median. But when it comes to anger, he says a person has to go to the opposite extreme. Ham Vadya brings a story about a person. He was a Choseh Teshuvah guy. Baal Teshuvah, he starts to learn all the laws. A guy that comes Baal Teshuvah, he takes some of the things and makes them very, very, very important. He says he came to get a divorce in a certain court in Yerushalayim. Why was he getting a divorce, they asked him. Because his wife, she gave him matzah with water on Pesach. The matzah was wet. And since the matzah was wet, it was no good. He learned that it was no good. So he says, this wife is no good for me, I have to divorce her. He says, what did the rabbi who was in charge of the Beddin do? Chacham said he called his own wife into court to testify. And he said to his wife, what happened with the matzah in our house this year on Pesach? She said, you know, for the rabbi, I always get every year special matzah shmurah. Was, today we have matzah shmurah, we could buy anywhere. Those days, very hard. Since I got special matzah shmurah, watched matzah for the rabbi, I wrapped it up in a special cloth and I put it in the closet to make sure it was there for the Seder so we have it. 
She said, and then what happened was one of the kids went on the on the day of the the end of the holiday, and they found the matzah in the closet, and they decided they're going to make a children's seder. They ate the rabbi's matzah. So what did I do? I took the regular matzah, and I said, what am I going to do? I wrapped the regular matzah in the cloth, and I put it for the rabbi. And the rabbi had the seder. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't say anything. And uh, the rabbi said that I realized that my wife did this. What was I going to do? Become angry? I may believe that it was the the shmurah matzah. What, what's the point to get angry? To lose your mind? The one thing we can control is how we react to a situation. We can't control a lot of times the situation. The only thing we're in control of is how we react to the situation. It's interesting that the rabbis always tell us a story relating to this week's parashah. They tell us about a good wife and a bad wife. And they tell us the story of the wife of... The wife of... Uh, of uh, of uh, Korach and the wife of On Ben Pelet. And the wife of Korach, what happened? Her husband comes home one day and she sees her husband... He's Korach, Kerach, like ice cube. His, his head is completely shaven. His beard is shaven. His eyebrows are shaven. She's looking at him and saying, Korach, what happened to you? He's saying, no, it wasn't me. The Moshe shaved all the Levi'im. We have to take the, the Gvurav, the hair. We took it off. We're all shaved. She says, Moshe is just making fun of you. And then what happened? He says, well, then Aharon, Stephen's ancestor, right? He picked me up in the air to shake me in the air. So she's really making fun of you, Moshe. All this is just to make fun, to show how stupid you people are. And he says that, but Moshe himself did. He says, Moshe only did it to show how foolish the rest of you are, that you'll do even the silliest thing if Moshe tells you to do it. And she riled him up, riled him up, and told him, what's this mitzvah of tzitzit? If you have a blue string, what if you have the whole tzitzit is blue, why do you need the string? And he, she made him angry, angry, angry. And this is what turned Korach to begin the whole thing. They say, what happened with the wife of, of On Ben Pelet? In the beginning, you see, Vaikach Korach. Korach takes et datan ve'aviram ve'et On Ben Pelet. But then On Ben Pelet disappears. Say, what happened? He came home. His wife said, what's going on? He says, oh, he says, Korach is making a revolution. We're going to take over from Moshe. She says to her husband something. She says, what's the difference if Moshe wins or Korach wins? You're a soldier no matter what. You're not in charge. You don't get anything different. Why are you involving yourself in the machlokhet? And the Gemara says something very strange. It says she's one of the brightest women ever. What do you mean she's one of the whitest women? What does she do? She gets her husband to drink that night so that he should sleep late in the morning. And the next morning when the boys come to get, because he says, I'm going with Korach, I made my commitment. When they come to get Korach, what does she do? She's sitting outside brushing her hair. Korach and his people, they're big sadikim. They think the anger got them to the point that they, you never do anything without justifying yourself. You always believe, I'm sadik amur. The other guy, even you steal the towel from the hotel, sadik amur. They ripped me off because they charged me for, for the pool that wasn't open. I deserve the towel. You always justify the, the nonsense in your life. So what happens? Sadikim, they see a lady with her hair exposed. They're not going to come close. And she saves his life because they go without him. But why do you say she's the most 
brightest woman. I mean, what's the... Okay, so she came up with a little plan. It's a good plan. She saw that when you have a machloket, machloket, the rabbi used to tell me, is always feminine. Why feminine machloket? Because it grows and grows and grows and keeps giving birth to more and more things. She saw there's a machloket, and what did she do? She said, we can't think like machloket, because machloket means you lose your mind. What do we have to do? We have to use our mind... We have to think of a way to stop where we are. She's thought the most, the most wonderful, the smartest of women because she's able to think and know what to do when a person needs to do it. We say that when Adam and Chava created, Chava is, what is she? She's, she's called his uh, Ezer Kenegdo. There's a problem. We translate Ezer Kenegdo, a helper against him. But it really doesn't mean that. It means Ezer Kenegdo, helper aligned with him it should be. Why against him? Because we have to remember, Hashem gives us a wife. The wife comes from Bina. You know, men, we have certain mitzvot. Women don't have the mitzvot. Why do we have extra mitzvot that women don't have? Because man is made from mud. We're from the mud. We're from the earth. The women come from life. They come from Bina. They're at a higher level. Hashem tells Abraham, listen to your wife, whatever she says. It's crazy. What do you mean? Abraham is Abraham. You listen. Because women also have this aspect of givurah. They have this aspect of forming a vessel, of closing. So when it says Ezer Kenegdo, the rabbi used to tell us, if you're driving on the road of life, Rabbi Abitam would say, you're driving yashar yashar. You want to always go straight. You want to go straight. He says, but what happens to a person? You make a chet. What's a chet? We translate chet as what? As sin. But what does really chet mean? It means if I'm shooting my arrow, and my arrow misses the target. If I'm a little off target, what is that? A chet, I miss the target. When I'm driving my car sometimes, I maybe doze, I'm not paying attention, I'm not focused. What does my car do? Maybe it veers a little to the left, or it veers a little to the right. What do you have to do immediately? Teshuvah. What's teshuvah? Get back on the road to go yashar. What's the wife? The wife is the one who, when you get off the road a little bit to the left or the right, she's the one who yells and says, hey, honey, get back into the middle of the road. You're not paying attention. What happens if I keep going to the side? There's the barriers to the left or the right. What is that? That's Ezer Kenegdo, the two barriers. If I hit the barrier, I scratch my car, I make the noise. That's my wife fighting with me. Why is she fighting with me? Not because of anything that's really there. She's fighting with me because I have to get myself back onto the straight central road. Because chas v'shalom, if I don't, if I don't hit the barrier, if there's no barrier, what's going to happen to my car? It goes over the end, and we're finished, and we're done. So we have to recognize that a person can get angry. A lot of men, we have our ego, we get angry, we have our honor, we get angry. The most important thing to a person in this world is not their money, not, not this, not... The most important person to, thing to a person is their honor. They all want to have their honor. You know who I am? You know who I am? You know, they don't know who I am. What we have to do is try to bury the honor because what happens is when you have too much honor, you end up with anger. When you have too much anger, you lose everything in this world. Korach had everything. He lost everything in this world. He lost everything in this world. He saw himself as the, as the forefather of Shmuel HaNavi. Means I'm going to be, my descendant is like Moshe and Aharon. I'm going to have everything in this world. I'm the guy who's going to win. And then he loses his mind completely. You see his wife rolls him on and she pushes him to literally go over the cliff. 
You see the opposite on On Ben Pelet. He also wanted honor. He wanted to be the guy who's going to win the revolution. And his wife said to him, you have nothing to win. She kept him on the road and she brought him back into the middle of the road. We should think about it. The one thing we can control in life is how we react to a situation. That's the only thing we can control. Situations happen. What we can do is how we react. If we react in the right way, then we win the, the game completely. And the test that we have every single day, Hashem throws at us, left, right, da-da-da, how are you going to react? Mizrat Hashem, we should learn from the parasha. Watch how we react. Don't run after honor. Try to maintain some level of humility. Take the gifts that Hashem gives us and don't use them for our own honor and our own. Use them to help other people. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen v'amen. Just to add a final thought on a paradigm shift, we are familiar with the story that Stephen Covey tells about getting on the subway that Sunday morning. It's early Sunday morning, subway relatively empty, quiet, and all of a sudden a guy gets on with five of his kids and the kids proceed to run through the subway car, jumping on the seats, knocking people's newspapers. And typical New York, people just look down at their paper and try to ignore what's happening. And Stephen Covey says, as as I'm looking at this and the father totally oblivious to his kids, I'm getting angrier and angrier. And I I say, I'm going to say something, I'm going to do something. And he turns to the father and he says, you know, your kids are completely out of control. And the father looks at him and he says, I know, we just got back from the hospital. Their mother died a few minutes ago. And Stephen Covey says that in that moment, he went from total anger to total compassion. And he said the situation didn't change. The kids were still running around. They were still hitting people's papers. They were still jumping on the seats. The only thing we could change, the only thing we can control is our perspective. And he saw how quickly a perspective can change. An attitude can change. And that's what's in our control. And that's what we have to come to control.